This is episode 76 of Actorcast on Self Tapes. Welcome to Actorcast, the podcast that broadcasts the work, advice, and insight of actors, writers, directors, producers, and other industry experts in show business. I'm your host, Patrick McAndrew. Sit back, take notes, and enjoy the show. Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another episode of the ActorCast. Thank you for joining us as this is part of our mini-sode series. This is the sixth episode in our series. I encourage you to go back and listen to the first five if you haven't already done so. That would be episodes 71 through 75. Now, the first week of our mini-sode series was focused on a lot of beginner aspects. So a lot of those episodes, or rather one could argue all those episodes, were geared towards actors who are just starting out in their career. We talked about deciding to become an actor. We discussed the materials you want to have in place when you start submitting to auditions. We talked about casting websites. This week, we are going to be speaking on topics that relate more to actors who at least have a couple years under their belt. Perhaps they are actors who have studied already. Maybe they're actors that have already submitted to auditions as well. So this week is going to be for you actors who might already have some work under your belt. And for today's mini-sode, we are going to be dissecting self-tapes. Self-tapes, I feel, has been this very elusive thing that has happened with regards to how much time we should put into creating our self-tapes, what is the casting director actually looking for, how high quality do the self-tapes have to be. We'll be discussing this in great detail for today's episode. So, when the pandemic hit, obviously... Actors could not go and audition in person. And while self-tapes have been a thing for a while now, the pandemic really expedited the process. And now, even a few years later, it's pretty standard to have initial auditions through self-tapes, through Zoom as well, occasionally. Callbacks are even sent through self-tapes sometimes. And even network testing is done online very often nowadays. So when it comes to the topic of self-tape, when you are sending in an audition that you record yourself, it's important to keep a couple things in mind. One, this is a very subjective industry. Casting directors are going to have varying opinions about you and you as an actor. And so it's important to keep that in mind that when you are creating a self-tape, don't get too lost in the minutia of what the casting director's preferences might be. That said, it's crucially important to follow the instructions that are clearly laid out in the instructions that are given to you when you are invited to audition for a role. That is, I think, most important. 
Now, outside of that, when it comes to actually filming your self-tape, a couple things to keep in mind. The most important element of a self-tape is that you are heard, that you are heard clearly, that it is understood, that you have at least decent enough audio. And then second to that, which is also very important, is that you're seen clearly. So you want to make sure that you're in focus. You want to make sure that you're not blurry at all. And these things can easily be accomplished through the use of a smartphone. I have found that smartphones tend to get a decent enough picture and decent enough audio when you are submitting an audition. Now, oftentimes, I will kind of up the ante a little bit myself. I'll use one of those external microphones that you could plug into your phone just to enhance the audio quality a little bit. But even if you're just using the audio from your phone, that is more than sufficient enough. The most important thing when you're recording yourself tape is that you just make sure there's not a lot of background noise, if any at all. You want to make sure that you're recording yourself tape in a quiet spot, especially if you are using the audio from your phone. Because if you're using the audio from your phone and you're not in a quiet spot, then that is going to be picking up all the noises that are around that phone. It's likely that you could avoid this kind of issue if you have like a lavalier microphone or an external microphone like I was just talking about. That might help a little bit, but really the best thing you could do for yourself in order to make sure that you have great audio quality is to just record in a quiet space at a quiet time. Now, when it comes to the visual side of your self-tape, you're going to want to make sure that you are wearing neutral colors, maybe something that hints at the character that you're playing, but doesn't distract from your performance. In addition, you want to make sure that you're performing in front of a clear background. So what do I mean by that? I mean that you want to be in front of a plain wall or you want to be even or you want to even set up a background. They have some great backgrounds online that you could find whether it's like a a chroma blue or a gray background, something that is very neutral that again doesn't distract from your performance. A lot of actors when they're first starting out and I ran into this issue myself is that you film wherever it's most convenient space-wise, but you don't really think about your background. And there's a bunch of furniture, there's paintings, there's photographs all behind you. And that stuff is actually really distracting when you are filming your self-tape. So definitely film against a plain backdrop, whether it's just a blank wall or whether you invest in some sort of background that is used specifically for self-tapes. So, just looking at what we've learned, you want to eliminate all distractions or all potential distractions as much as possible when it comes in the form of audio and visual elements. That is going to be what helps set you apart. That alone, just creating a self-tape that is of good quality. 
Now, a lot of times professional actors when doing self-tapes will also use lighting. They might use a ring light or they might have three-point lighting. This lighting could only help. This is something that I would say you don't necessarily need when you're first starting out. But if you want to build a career as a professional actor, I highly recommend investing in good lighting equipment. Myself, personally, I use two LED softboxes, and that is more than sufficient enough. I know a lot of people who swear by the ring lights as well that have been really helpful in producing their self-tapes. Another element that this is often listed in the instructions, but not always, is knowing how to frame yourself in the camera, in whether it's your phone or whether you're using a mirrorless or DSLR camera. Know that you are in the center of the frame. A lot of times the shot is a close-up medium shot, so from the chest up, and you want to make sure that there is just a little bit of space above your head so that way you are nice and centered within the frame now occasionally some casting directors may want a full body shot they might want other types of shots in there as well and they will list that in the instructions when they invite you to audition but just know in a general sense that a medium close-up shot is going to be the standard for the most part now when you are finished filming your self-tape and i always recommend maybe getting a couple of takes that you could use. You will then want to edit your self-tape together. A lot of times people will use a free editing service like iMovie to put something together. And really the process of this is putting together your slate, which you do at the beginning of your self-tape, saying your name, location, sometimes your height as well, the role that you're playing. And they will edit that to be next to your self-tape, your actual audition. And then a lot of times, at least I always recommend for actors to put some sort of contact information either at the end or the beginning of your self-tape. So it's nothing extensive by any means. It's just piecing things together so that you could edit out the parts where you're turning the camera on, turning the camera off. It just makes things look more professional and a little less sloppy. So then you have your self-tape. You're ready to submit it, and you simply upload it to either Actors Access, Backstage, wherever you may be submitting. Sometimes casting directors or directors will want like an unlisted YouTube link to your audition. That's also an option. But that's essentially how it's done. I think to walk away from this experience with regards to talking about self-tapes, the most important element is to just make sure that you're heard, to make sure that you're seen, and to eliminate any distractions of any kind while doing your audition. And all of that will really set you up for success. Some of the higher quality elements like doing the lighting or having a specific background, that stuff will come in time. But with regards to just getting set up, just remember to be seen, be heard, and eliminate distractions. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of ActorCast as part of our mini-sode series. 
I appreciate you taking the time, and I look forward to catching you all in the next episode.